What's up? Welcome back to the Kentucky Resilience Lab. My name is Katie, and I've got a very special guest with me today named Chelsea. Uh, we've got a really awesome special episode planned for you guys today. We've got an interview with, with my girlfriend. Uh, Chelsea is a competitive athlete. She's competed in the bikini division of a national bodybuilding competition just recently, Working in Louisville as a group fitness instructor and a personal trainer. Uh, Chelsea also, she's total hustler. She's got an online business where she virtually trains and coaches her clients to achieve better versions of themselves, whether that be nutritionally focused, uh, workout focused, a little bit of both. She talks a lot about mindset with her clients as well. And realistically, she's probably one of the most inspirational and real authentic people I've ever met. And I've only known her for a really short period of time. So really excited to have her on today and um, just wanted to give her a brief introduction. Thank Chelsea for coming out today. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you, Katie, for that amazing introduction. Gosh, I'm like blushing over here. <laughs> well, awesome. Chelsea, would you mind maybe telling our audience about yourself? You know, I can only share so much, um, but I think it would be better, um, you know, it would come across better coming from you. Maybe share a little bit about your background, how you got into fitness, your journey since being in the world of fitness, maybe what that evolution has has looked like for you just a, a brief background there yes definitely so i always played sports growing up all through high school all year round i was always involved in sports so when i got to college and i didn't have that outlet anymore i was like oh my gosh i need to find something new here right and that's when I found the gym. <laughs> nice. Um, so that's where my fitness journey began back in 2013. So quite a long time ago. <laughs> and it has definitely been an evolution and a journey. And I really always like to emphasize that, that, you know, especially for people who just have met me recently or started following me recently, like, I really always want to that this is such a journey and a long process and Absolutely. you know the work doesn't or the results don't happen overnight um so basically how I got into fitness as as far as my career um was also starting in college um since I was in the gym all the time I was like well I might as well just work here yeah um, that's how I got started with group fitness coaching. And then I loved that so much that I wanted to just take it to the next level and, um, work with clients more on an individual basis. So okay. I went ahead and got my, uh, personal training certification. And then from there, I just advanced to, from my, um, college, uh, campus gym to a couple of other different gyms, including a martial arts based gym and wow. 
a high-end private studio, so more one-on-one based, and then um, now as an F45 coach. Awesome. And, and I've been working on growing my online business over the last few years, well, primarily this year. Um, so yeah, I just really wanted to help people on a larger scale. And um, it's, it's been a learning experience all, you know, all throughout. And I've worked with a lot of different types of clients. Um, but I just know through my own journey, how transformative fitness can be in your whole life, like not uh, yeah. physical, but it really does translate to all aspects of your life. And that is like my passion. And I want to just help people learn and believe that like they can have that transformation too. Absolutely. I think um, it's really important that you talked about how fitness is is holistic. It's not just physical in nature, but can have a really large impact on your psychological state. And that's kind of what um, what we focus on here at the Kentucky Resilience Lab. So I appreciate that that perspective and you sharing that piece as well. You mentioned um, when you kind of first got got your start in the fitness world that you started out in group coaching and then you shifted to the martial arts coaching dynamic and then the higher end one-on-one um fitness boutique what what was it like then and even now as a group fitness coach and a, a personal trainer what are the main differences in your approach when you work with a group versus when you work with an individual client definitely um so it's honestly quite similar um at, from like the beginning aspects of just like identifying where somebody's at and meeting them where they're at. So that be a new client that I'm working with one-on-one or, um, you know, when I'm coaching my group classes, I really try to make people feel like they are still getting that one-on-one aspect. So I really apply like the same methods and approach um, when I am working with people in a group and making sure to treat them as individuals because they're all, you know, different levels, different experience, um, are motivated differently. Um, so I still try to identify that aspect within the group setting. Um, and then, yeah, just wherever they are, um, you know, whether they're a beginner, intermediate, advanced, I, um, just apply the, the coaching techniques and motivation techniques, uh, that will be best for them for where, for where they are, where they are at right now. Right. Yeah. I love that. Uh, because motivation is, also a really big part in honestly one's ability to carry out an exercise, right? If, if one's not motivated internally, then he or she probably isn't going to, to reap the true psychological benefit from that workout. Uh, so I think that also is, is really important, uh, especially in group fitness classes is instilling that, personal motivation and meeting each individual within a group where they're at to 
help them achieve or help them get to where they, they want to be via that individual motivational technique. So I, I love that part. Well, Chelsea, um, if it's all right, I'd like to shift a little bit and focus more on your recent bikini competition. Uh, that I mean, that's a huge accomplishment, huge life achievement. So really want to talk about that for a second. What you know, how did you come to the decision to train for and compete in a bodybuilding competition? Yes. So this year was actually my second year competing. So last year was my first year and my initial reasoning behind it. Well, I had been wanting to do it for a long time, for a couple of years before I actually went ahead and like stepped out of my comfort zone and said, all right, it's happening. I'm doing, I'm taking action. Yeah. Um, always something that I I had wanted to do. Um, but I had always made some type of excuse. Like it wasn't the right time. I have this event, that event. And for anybody in, in, in their fitness journey, like there's never going to be a right time in any journey. There's never going to be a right time where your schedule is going to be completely open and flexible for you to, you know, do all these new things and add all these new things to the routine. You just have to do it. Right. So my initial reasoning for wanting to do it was just to actually fully commit to something to take my fitness to the next level. Um, Because I had tried doing like six week challenges or like stuff like that. And I literally could never stick to it because my biggest setback was weekends. Yeah. Until like I got that under control. I never fully got that under control until I did decide to go into a prep. So I would do so good during the week and like track my macros and crush it in the gym. And then once I would get to the weekend, I would just be like, Oh, well, I, I earned this. So I'm going to go out and like eat like crap and drink. Right. This, that, and the other thing. Um, and I never got the results that I wanted because of that behavior. And I always was in the mindset of um, like the scarcity mindset. So I always felt like I would be like missing out on something if I were to fully commit to a diet or any type of program like that. So shifting that mindset right off the bat was, is, is so helpful. Like even when I'm working with my clients, like I don't even like them to think of themselves as being quote unquote on a diet yeah. just because most of us have such a bad like association with a diet. We, most of us associate a diet with being super restrictive. Like you can't eat anything that you enjoy. You have to cut out all these foods and it's just miserable. Right. But it doesn't have to be that way. Um, so yeah, I'll touch more on those dieting methods later, but, um, when, I finished my season this year. I realized that looking back, like it's, it was so much more than a physical transformation. Like I had initially just wanted, but it was so much, so much of a mental transformation, like uh, the mindset, discipline, um, just inner strength and just so much that you uncover about yourself and the confidence that you gain. It's just, it's amazing. And that's why I love it. And that's why I, I love the process. Like so many, so many people will say, Oh my gosh, like, I don't really understand why you do that. Like you just get up on stage. Like, do you even win anything? And it's not about that for me. It's about the journey. That's awesome. 
Yeah. So how did you bring yourself to that mindset? How did you shift? Were there any, you know, was there a one moment in particular that brought you there or was it just knowing that you're working toward something bigger? What, what really stimulated that, that shift in, in mindset for you? That's a good question. Um, I want to say I, I, it definitely wasn't like one specific moment. It's just, I, when you consistently like do these habits that you know are bringing you closer to a huge goal that you're working towards, it's like a positive reinforcement for your Absolutely. So it just, it's, it's like a, it's like a release of dopamine and it gets, it becomes addictive. Like that is my whole thing. I am just, I get addicted to the process of improvement. So when I'm not like, when I don't feel like I'm improving in some way is a terrible feeling. Like I actually experienced that last year after my first show, um, because for so long you're prepping for this goal and then you reach the goal and then it's like, uh, now what? Yeah. Uh, so I just became like very stagnant and like, I didn't feel like I was progressing like in any area of my life anymore. So I decided then and there that I did not want to feel that way ever again. So that has been like a big difference, um, this year, versus last year. Wow. I love that. Addicted to the process of improvement, y'all. This is what I meant when I said she is one of the most inspirational people and one of the most authentic people I've ever met. That is such an incredible, uh, incredible quote. And I mean, like, hell, mic drop there. I definitely will be using that, stealing that one. Um, but thank you so much. That that was a really awesome uh you know, just kind of explanation as to how you came about where you're at now and, and how you got there. Um, so kind of talking in a little bit more specifics about your bikini competitions, what is that preparation like? Yeah. So it's, it's very, very specific. Um, so there's a lot of different methods and approaches that, you know, various people use. But um, what I did is I, I used a flexible dieting approach. So basically, I was wor- working with a coach, thankfully. <laughs> um, so important to have that guidance and um, just somebody to kind of take all the stress off of your plate and just give you the plan. And so all you have to do is meet the plan. Okay. Um, so he would give me my everything, really, my specific calories and macros that I would have to track and um, my specific training plan and my cardio regimen. Um, so those three aspects were adjusted gradually all throughout my prep. So thanks to quarantine and COVID, I ended up having a very long prep this year. So wow. I was dieting for seven months, wow. um, but we did implement some methods to um basically make sure that I'm staying as healthy as possible because if you're dieting that long and just you know running yourself into the ground it can have like really negative effects so some things that we use throughout the way 
were um, refeeds, so days of higher calorie intake, um, and then complete diet breaks, which would be like a week long of the, that higher um, calorie and mainly carb content. Um, and this can just help with um, preventing your metabolism from adapting to the low calories. It can help with your hormones. Um, and then just psychologically, of course, like being able to have more food. <laughs> um, and it can help with training. Just there's a lot of benefits to implementing those methods. So that was helpful. Um, but yeah, just as my body changed over those seven months, we just had to keep adjusting. So there were a lot of changes in my training because, um, over the course of the seven months, I lost 20 pounds. Wow. Of course, my strength, um, went down because I was a smaller person and in any weight loss journey, you're probably going to lose some muscle, um, ideally you want to be losing fat, but definitely some muscle will go as well. Right. So I had to find like different exercises that felt good for me. Um, and then cardio, we gradually increased along the way and then, uh, calories gradually decreased along the way. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So you said that you saw a coach and a trainer. Um, did you incorporate any mental skills training into your preparation? Oh my gosh. Yes. So I always say this, but mindset is absolutely everything. And doing the, the methods and the routines that I put into place is what really got me through this crazy season of, you know, being in quarantine and not even knowing whether or not the shows were going to happen because so many were canceled or just pushed back. And, having that strong mindset was really what got me through. Um, and I always tell my clients, if you want to make that external transformation, you have to make the internal transformation first. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I've really been working on it on just expanding my mental tools, like mindset tools and growth, um, really had a big increase in it this year. And I really just try to work on it every day. Um, so my biggest thing, um, is having a morning routine, Okay. Uh, to, like set myself up for success for the day. So, um, and I always recommend this and, uh, for the longest time, it was something that I wanted to do, but I wasn't really sure like how to do it, but it's journaling. Um, so I was always like one of those people like, well, I don't know, what am I supposed to write about? Right. <laughs> so I actually have a template that I use and it, it's just like one page that I fill out every morning. It takes like five to 10 minutes. So not too much time out of my day, but it is, it makes or breaks my day as far as just like reminding myself of my goals and setting intentions for the day. Um, I write down my gratitude. So things I'm grateful for that in itself just changes your attitude and your mood for the, for the entire day. Um, and then I do positive affirmations. Love that. That intentions for the day. Um, and then one of my favorite things is uh, the power list. So this is, um, it's, it's not like a to-do list, but it, it kind of is. But on the power list, you shouldn't put things that like, you know, you're going to do. So I wouldn't put on there, like, go to the gym. Right. Or, 
do cardio because I already like I know I'm gonna do that. The power list is stuff that you know you should be doing, but you feel like resistance towards doing it. So maybe it's folding that laundry that's been sitting in the hamper clean. Oh yeah. Like stuff like that. And then when you do, or maybe, you know, for somebody it could be um tracking your macros if you know you struggle with that. Um, and then the best part about it is checking it off the list at the end of the day. And like I said before, when you do those things consistently, like let's say over the course of a week, it just builds that trust and confidence in yourself that you know you can do what you're going to say you're going to do. So you're you know, keeping your promises to yourself and you look back and you see, oh, wow, I can do these things that I thought were hard you know, consistently every day. And then it just becomes a habit. And then you think about it as much anymore. Absolutely. So kind of setting, setting yourself up for success very early in the day with, with that list and keeping it simple. I like, I like your idea with the template. I think a lot of people have it in their brains that um, something like journaling or uh, bullet journaling, setting a to-do list, et cetera. It has to be this crazy, complicated task and that, you know, kind of demotivates people from from doing it. So keeping things super simple, super uh, regimented, routined is also helping with with that motivation, that consistency piece. And then I loved how you integrated positive reinforcement at the end of the day, checking it all off and kind of triggering again, that dopamine response, that, that serotonin response, making you feel good. Like, heck yeah, I, I did, I did good stuff today. Here's, here's a visual of all the stuff that I did and keeping that motivation going, uh, for, for the next day. So I think that's, that's amazing. And I think, uh, our listeners will really benefit from that. I know I myself need to start integrating some, some of those more routine, um, regimens. So I, I thank you for that. So kind of finishing our discussion about your competitions, what would you say the toughest part of that training process was, um, you know, and the competition itself now that, you've finished competing, uh, in those two and, and taken a little bit of a break. Would it, would you say it would be the, the physical, um, you know, aspect of the training where, you know, you kind of diet and really stick to a a strict exercise regimen or would it be the maintenance of, of motivation more, more internally focused? Um, I would say, both um especially like towards the you know of course in the beginning you're super motivated because it's new and you're just getting started and it's not like that hard in the beginning um but then like once you've been doing this for you know months on end um yeah the the biggest challenge is pushing yourself physically and mentally to do things that are extremely hard in your current state because you are on very low calories. Uh, you're sleeping like crap because you're so lean and it affects your sleep and, um, you're hungry and, um, you still have to do, you know, your workout and your cardio and you have to do them in the day. Um, so 
for me, like, yes, it, you know, a day would be very hard, but when I would get to the end of the day and know that I did everything I needed to, even though in the beginning of the day, I thought I was thinking to myself, like, how am I going to do all this? Like, how am I going to get through this day? And then you do it. And then you just keep doing that and keep repeating it. And, um, you know, that doing those things, even though they were so hard, like they're getting you closer to your goal. So at the end of the day, like that fulfillment and achievement is the most rewarding part about it. So I I guess that's kind of contradicting because it's like the hardest thing, but it's also the most rewarding thing. I know. I love that. And I think it's definitely something to be said in life in general, right? Sometimes the hardest things are the most rewarding. So I think, yeah, I think that's, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, so Chelsea, if it's cool, I I'd like to kind of shift gears a little bit, um, and just talk about a a broader topic, uh, this idea of body image in aesthetic sports. I mean, you talk about bikini competitions, you're literally judged by your body. What was that like being on stage with all eyes on you and maybe even, you know, feeling that that judge you have judges right and maybe it's not your negative like a a negative connotation when we say judging but when it boils down to it you you are being judged by your body so how how was was that for you yeah it's it's pretty crazy and it it can definitely mess with you but at the end of the day um your reasoning for doing this sport has to be more than the judge's opinion and it has to be more than the placing. So for me, um, my definition of success in this sport is not defined by what the judges think of me, but more so competing against myself and beating the last version of myself that I brought to the stage before. So improving within my own physique and especially in this division, in the, in the bikini division, it's, it's not just about your physique, but it's about your whole presentation and your posing and your hair and your makeup and your tan. And it's kind of almost like a pageant meets fitness. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, just improving on all of those different aspects, um, is how I define my success. I love that. Love that. Um, I, you know, I think sometimes bikini competitions get a bad rep and I love that you're calling it a sport and absolutely is a sport you train and are you train like and are an athlete. So um, just want to put that out there for, for our listeners. You know, this is no different than, than training for a, a triathlon, right? Um, so, exactly. and I think it should be approached to the same, the same way. You know, it is easier said than done, but I think you have been successful at separating your placing and the judge's opinion from your own success. And it brings us back to what you said earlier, your addiction to improvement. And you, you just want to improve upon 
your previous self and, and find the most improved version of yourself, the best version of yourself. So I think that that absolutely is true in, in other sports as well. We talk all the time about, you know, win or lose, did you improve? And, and same, same applies here. So I, I love that. Um, now just out of curiosity, was there ever a point, I mean, you, you're super strong, super motivated, super determined, but was there ever a point that maybe you wavered a little bit and that you, you did doubt yourself or, or even your body? Yes. Um, of course. And like, it's, it's a very common thing, um, you know, for competitors during their prep is we're waking up every day and looking at ourselves in the mirror to see if, you know, if we see any new lines or new muscles popping or did we get leaner? Um, So we like to call it prep goggles. So we could be like super shredded and we're still going to look in the mirror and like find flaws and just critique ourselves. Um, So there's that. And then um, even furthermore, after my show, this year, um, I had to go ahead and remind myself of what I just spoke about, about my definition of success because, so I did my show and the, so the, the show I did, I was planning to do as just like a warm up show and like a practice to get more experience, um, on stage and like work on practicing my posing and doing my hair and my makeup and my tan. Cause I did all of that myself. And then the plan was to do another show four weeks later. And that was the one that I was really, really like gearing up for and, and, um, working on being like my 100% best for that show. So I knew I wasn't at my 100% best yet for the first one. So going into it, I knew that like, all right, I know I'm not, you know, my leanest yet. Um, I know like I'm, I'm probably not gonna, you know, do as well as I, you know, want to, as far as when I am a hundred percent ready, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, but of course I still wanted to do well. <laughs> um, okay. So I do the show and I don't end up doing as well as I hoped, And of course, like I get off stage and I'm like so disappointed and discouraged. And I was just like, what the heck? Like, what did I do wrong? And getting off stage, like you don't know what you looked like up there. You haven't seen any photos or videos. So I'm just thinking in in my head, like, oh my God, I probably messed up like my posing. I probably like looked terrible. Like, you know, all these thoughts. And then as the day went on and I started to, you know, people were sending me like photos and like videos of how I looked up there. I was like, oh my God, I'm so proud of what I brought to the stage. I nailed my posing routine. Um, I, you know, I felt like my hair and makeup looked, you know, I did well with that. My tan looked good. Um, And at the end of the day, I had to remind myself of what I was doing that show for. It wasn't to get first place. Like I knew I wasn't my hundred percent best yet. Um, But I had improved already upon the package that I brought last year. And I, and um, I crushed my posing routine. Like I said, I got everything that I wanted to work on. I did really well. So 
I had, I felt so much better after just like coming to that realization. And then, like I said, I was planning on doing another show four weeks later, but after I finally got up on that stage after this crazy long season and not even knowing if we were going to get to compete this year, I just felt so fulfilled with my journey and my transformation. And that's when I really realized that it was not about the show day or the stage for me, but it was just more about the journey as a whole and the person I had become along the way. Yeah. I was just extremely happy and proud of myself for that. And so that's why I decided to go ahead and go into my off season and not continue on and do that additional show. That's amazing. Nice. I, I love that. And I like that you were raw too and, and sharing. So I appreciate that. Um, because I think deep down, you know, we all, we all have our own version of prep goggles, right? And maybe it's not about our, our body or our physique, but maybe it's about, um, you know, our intelligence. Maybe it's about our, uh, performance at work, our performance in school. So, you know, we all are our own worst critics sometimes. And I think we, um, you know, we all need that, that little reminder. So I appreciate you being, being so raw and transparent in, in that regard. Um, now Chelsea, just kind of, you know, finishing up what, what's next for you. I mean, you've done so much since you started your journey in fitness uh, seven years ago. What, you know, what else can we expect to hear hear from you? Will you maybe train for another competition or do you have something else in the horizons? So right now I am really just focusing on doing and finding whatever makes me feel happy and fulfilled. So right now I am not even thinking about dieting (laughs) and I'm really trying to let go of so much of the rigid structure that I've had all year long during prep Um, and trying to tap more into like my flow and um, just like less rigidity, rigidness. Yeah. (laughs) And over the last few weeks, um, I've been implementing that and I've had so much less stress and anxiety and I'm becoming so much less food focused and I'm just learning new things about myself every day and what truly makes me happy and feel amazing. Um, so I don't want to say yes or no, as far as, you know, another competition, um, I just know that I do want to continue to improve. And if I can do that, then I know that that's what's going to make me happy. That's amazing. I, I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, in an ideal world, what would your perfect training plan look like? You know, if we could control every uncontrollable there is, what what would that look like for you? Yes. Um, I love training and that's something that, you know, since I went into my improvement season, I'm eating more, I'm sleeping better. I have so much more energy and I'm like, Oh, this is why I love this because I love to train. I love to lift heavy. I love to feel strong. Like there's no (laughs) more empowering feeling than when you're like squatting in the gym and you look next to you and like, you're doing more than this guy. Oh yeah, girl. (laughs) 
So yeah, I love lifting heavy, but I really like to incorporate all different kinds of training. And now that I have like more freedom and flexibility, like I don't have to follow my specific plan um, for prep. Um, I want to just give myself the freedom to incorporate other types of workouts. But I, I do definitely thrive off of following a plan because, like I said, I want to know that I'm improving and progressing. So I'm actually about to start a new training program uh, or split today. Um, so super excited. Nice. Um, so I'm going to be doing three lower body days and two upper body days. Um, lower body is my favorite. So that's why I'm doing it more often. And um I do, like I said, I do want to give myself like the freedom to incorporate other types of workouts, like on my off days from the program or like an active rest day. So things like yoga or Pilates and of course some F45 classes. Oh yeah. So doing things more for enjoyment and not just because I have to, because it's on my program. Okay. Awesome. Love that. So I mean, honestly, we talked about so much, but I I just am wondering, is there anything that I should have asked and maybe didn't um, that you'd like to share with our audience or maybe some final words, pieces of advice for our listeners? Um. Honestly, like I said, mindset is absolutely everything. And if you can master your mindset, so your thoughts, your emotions, which then lead to your actions, then you can control your results and create any life that you want for yourself. And I truly believe that we all have the power inside of us to achieve anything we desire. And it's just about eliminating those fears and limiting beliefs, telling us these false reasons of why we can't do something. Yeah. And it's going to be hard and it's going to be uncomfortable and it might take a long time and a lot of work, but nothing is out of reach and nothing's impossible. I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, Chelsea, this is so awesome. You have spoken to a lot of really important topics and, um, you know, just again, I can't thank you enough for sharing your, your raw story and, and being so authentic with, with me and and with our listeners. So, uh, I, I really appreciate you and, and you sharing your perspective in that. Um, so guys, um, if you haven't heard of Chelsea, you just have right. Follow her on Instagram. Oh, Hey, where can, where can they find you? Can they follow you on Instagram? What pop that in there for us? Yes, definitely. I, I am most active on Instagram. Um, my, uh, username or whatever, <laughs> I forget what it's called is, um, Chelsea Cuzel. So my name dot fit. And I also have a YouTube where I documented my entire prep from this year and last year too. Um, so I'm there. And then if anyone is interested in um, working with me one-on-one with training or nutrition, um, they can find that information on my website, which is just chelseacuzel.com. Awesome. Well, guys, that is, I'm sure, a super awesome resource. Um, I know I follow her and I get inspiration and new ideas 
on a regular basis. So definitely uh, follow her on Instagram and make sure to check us out on our Instagram. That's K-Y-R-E-S lab, K-Y res lab. Um, And this podcast episode will be posted there along with some other really awesome infographics and and resources that we've got coming out. Um, Also, we've got something really exciting coming up our sleeve uh, or hidden up our sleeve. Gosh, I'm putting together like four different cliche phrases, right? Um, You know, yeah. So make sure to be on the lookout for that. We've got some awesome surprises and Charles, thanks again. Thank you so, so much. This was such a pleasure. Absolutely. All right, guys. Until next time, see you then.